As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Welcome back to Homeschool Podcast, you guys. Thanks for tuning in once again. I really appreciate it. As always, I'm excited for this episode. We have a, a comic in here who's an awesome friend of mine. Just re- I'm excited you're here. It's been... Uh, I've been wanting to get you on for a while. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. and I ran into you at the store, and I just popped in my head. I was like, oh, awesome. Why don't I hit her up? And then, uh, so anyway, I'm, I'm glad that you're here. But before we get too, too much into it. Um, well, say her name, too, Carmen Morales. Well, I got to get to that, bro. <laughs> yeah, but you I got to read like... the sponsors first. All right, I know. I'm just saying. To read the whole spiel. <laughs> I'll welcome her in when it's time. <laughs> They're not. Yeah, the sponsors aren't going to give you your money if you say my name first. Yeah, Everybody, yeah. It's in the contract. <laughs> um, all right, you guys. This episode is brought to you by Snack Nation. Snack Nation is one of our proud new sponsors, you guys. It's a once-a-month box that comes to your door, and it's full with healthy snacks that you can keep in your house for those uh, go-to munchy times you know usually when you're starving you're looking for something to snack on in the house and you always go to something that's really not so healthy so it's good to keep some healthy snacks in the house at all times snack nation once a month sends a box and click the link in the description and you get your first box free on us here at homeschool podcast and uh, also if you own your own business you got a little small office some employees or something this is a great service to have uh, come right to your office to keep healthy snacks in the office for people because that's where they're sitting all day and they're snacking and uh, your employees will love you for it so once again click the link in the description and uh, sign up for snack nation and get that first box for free on the homeschool podcast also this episode is brought to you by masterclass Masterclass bringing you classes on just about anything you can imagine in the comfort of your own home. You can take a class on uh, acting, comedy, writing, music, cooking. I mean, it's endless. You can even take a film class, how to film a documentary. It's all there. It's never been easier to pursue your craft. Um, I know that it's hard to get to a a class on anything, especially if you're a full-time job or maybe a parent. And you're working on a budget, so masterclass. Click the link in the description. Normally, it's ninety dollars per class, but you can sign up for the entire year. So click the link in the description for one year for one hundred and eighty dollars. You have access to the website for one year to take as many classes as you want, unlimited amount. You can take the writing and the acting, um, and and or split it with a friend and go halvesies on it. You know what I mean? Maybe they're more into the cooking, and maybe you're more into you know the music. Anyway, the the, the possibilities are endless. So um, Make sure you click the link in the description to sign up for a masterclass. 
And uh, I thank you guys for supporting the Homeschool Podcast. We got some cool T-shirts that are coming soon, and uh, be on the lookout for that. I'll let you know when they're ready, but uh, you can support the Homeschool Podcast that way. And uh, that's pretty much it, you guys. We got through the sponsors. Now it's time to get to the podcast. We're here with uh, my co-host Kevin Lyons is here, you guys. Hey, everybody. And our guest today, Carmen Morales. Sup, dudes? I'm Augustino Zoida. This is Homeschool Podcast. last time you heard this song it's been a few years yeah. it's been constantly playing in my head <laughs> since when since it was released it's just it was just so catchy it's just been in my head ever since then right yeah it's a good song well i don't know about that <laughs> no, it was fun <laughs> it was a fun song for the time being such a fu- it's such a it's such a fun sounding song for it sounds like a cry for help. This song mm-hmm. sounds like a yeah. a cry for help, like an alcoholic. It's like I need a fucking meeting. Has anyone ever done a cover, an acoustic cover of that? I bet you you could do it. You can find it on YouTube. I bet you probably. someone's done it. Absolutely. Yeah. I bet you something. Someone's done anything that you think. Co- yeah, <laughs> it's probably true. Whatever, <laughs> whatever you think of, it's been done. Mm. Man, uh, Carmen Morales, thanks for being here today. Hey, thanks for having me. Like I said in the beginning of the podcast, uh, I've been thinking about it for a while. Like, oh, I should have her on. Um, I mean, that that always happens, right? Mm. There's just so many people here, and everybody's always doing stuff. It's always just like, oh, yeah. Yep. And then you just, you know, so many people end up being fleeting thoughts. Yeah. Because there's so much to well, think about. And it happens to me a lot with the podcast, too. Like, I'll, it'll pop in my head. Like, I'll see somebody on Twitter or Instagram, and I'll go, mm-hmm. oh, I should get them on the podcast. Like, you, they, you know, yeah. out of sight, out of mind type thing. Mm-hmm. So when you see them, you go, I should get them on the podcast. And then when I'm thinking about guests I want to have on the podcast when I'm booking the week, yeah. I go, I can't think of anybody. Yeah, I can't remember them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, and that's just pretty much the way that it works. Uh, but you've you've lived here for a couple of years now. Yeah, and two uh, years, I think. Two. Has it been two? Maybe two and a half. I think now. Originally from Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not by choice. Just my parents. Right. There, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that was their choice either. I mean, yeah, they'd both moved there, so I think. Are you Cuban? Yeah, Cuban, Spanish, and Italian. That's a good combination. <laughs> if you like passion and abuse, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Both sides. Yeah. All three of those have that in mm-hmm. there. Um are you like it in here? Los Angeles? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's fine. I right. mean, uh there's plenty of things wrong with it. Um, oh, there's plenty of wrong with it. <laughs> but I think it's I mean, it's it's fine enough. I think it's unique in the sense that you can see um this is it it kind of mimics the idea of a third world country in that <laughs> you see the richest of the rich people and the poorest of the poor people yeah, uh, right? not very far from each other yeah mm-hmm. that's a good really good way to explain that mhm it's absolutely accurate yeah because you can see somebody in it's there clearly as night and day like right there yeah right next to it you can see a tesla right next to a man taking a shit <laughs> <laughs> in a in the street yeah yep. so yeah whatever <laughs> whatever energy the tesla is saving from the planet mm-hmm. that guy just took it back <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> and I think the guy shitting in the street is actually saving more energy by not taking up uh, any yeah. electricity at all. <laughs> That's very true. He doesn't use any electricity. And then if or I could really, paper. <laughs> if I could really sum it all up, is right next to the guy shitting in the street mm-hmm. next to the parked Tesla is a almost naked woman taking a picture of herself in front of painted wings on a wall. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's Los Angeles all summed yeah. up into one photograph. <laughs> Fuck, that's so true. I was talking, who, uh, it was, oh, it was Brad Williams. I was talking to Brad Williams last night. We were at the Ice House and I don't know what brought it up, but we were talking about Adam West and somebody in the room didn't know that he was dead. And we were talking about, yeah, bro, he died. You didn't see the bat signal in the sky that night. You know what I mean? We were busting his balls. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, we just started talking about how like how interesting of a place that we live that you know the mayor can just decide, I'm going to shoot a bat signal you know, up in the air. And then we were talking about like Over how- Over an actor. Yeah. <laughs> but what, uh, <laughs> what, I, what I got it to was- uh, that downtown Los Angeles is actually very similar to Gotham City. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, How it, so? just the the crime and and uh, when when you just look at it at night, like that's what it feels like when you were a kid growing up watching all the Batman movies. I mean, any of the Batman movies, you name which one, and think about Gotham City, you can just picture like downtown LA. I mean, I guess you could do that with almost any city because it looks a lot like New York. <laughs> I was just going to say. It looks like a city. Yeah. I think that's the whole. It looks like a shitty city. At nighttime. <laughs> At night. It looks like a scary, like, like there's just, it's dirty, you know? Uh-huh. Crime goes down there. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's any city. <laughs> I guess. I mean, every place I'm sure has a shitty place, but. Uh, yeah. That's, that's what it's come to to me. If you didn't come here for stand-up opportunities, which I imagine that's why you came here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. If you weren't, I was fifty-fifty. It was like very much of a coin toss on between which... here and where. Here in New York, mm-hmm. of yeah. course. Um, but I, I think, uh, I still think, I still think I'm down the middle of it. I don't think I care either way. It, yeah. There's just less snow here. Was that the ultimate reason? No, I, the only reason that I I came this way was because at the time when I was moving out here, I was with a dude and he wanted to come out here. So I was like, all right, fine. I was on the fence anyway, so I didn't care either way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew people in both places. So mm. uh, every time I go to New York, people tell me to move to New York. And then when I came out here to visit out here, people were like, you should move out here. And I was right, like, Right, of course. Yeah. Everybody thinks they're in the spot. Right, they're Trying right, to right. justify the decision that they made. <laughs> but then again, New York comics always end up having to come out here too. So That's it's like, very true. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Like uh, It happens less the other way, unless mm-hmm. you're like doing the Daily Show or a specific show that yeah. films over there. Those two cities are, prob- are the biggest stand-up cities, so that's why everybody always thinks, which one should I go to between those For two? For sure. And, uh, but we're still probably the biggest like industry. Yeah. Like, you know, right, like you said, New York eventually comes here. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. Yeah. If you were... This is the ocean, motherfucker. That's yeah. what I tell everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't matter how big the pond you came from. You got to come to the ocean at some point. I love the East Coast. Oh, me um, too. I don't like New York, though. Why? Uh, I'm just not a fan of the city. I mean, no offense to anybody who lives there uh, or, or your town. It's just not for me. Some places aren't for people, and that's just not for me. You just don't have a reason? Um, I mean, I don't want to shit on someone's city, but I just, no, just like you're, you're not shitting on it. You're just telling you people yeah. why it doesn't work for you. So why doesn't it? work So for I, you? I'm originally from Los Angeles. That's where I'm from. Oh, and so you're a pussy. Is what yeah. you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're yeah. gonna get into it, like, just I don't know. I don't like I don't like the commuting on a subway. I don't uh-huh. like uh, I don't like how crowded it is and out in the streets. You know, I don't like that. 
So you don't like that it's concentrated because there's there's a, a fuck ton of people here. But everything and, is spread and out. And you still have to commute here. It's just in a car instead of on a subway. Yeah, I prefer my it's car. It's just less efficient here. It is less efficient. I just prefer <laughs> it. It's what I'm used to. It, right, and right, it, right. And it, I don't. Yeah, it's just not for me in New York. I don't like the style of comedy in New York. Why? Um, <laughs> again, not trying to shit on anybody, but I guess I will. Uh, I feel that it's it's very crowd worky there. Um, I, f- I feel I f- like it's crowd worky. Yeah, some of the best joke writers in our time came out of New York. Oh, I'm not saying that they didn't. But I, that doesn't make it. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like crowd crowd worky is it, that's a comic anywhere. That's not. That's not, not necessarily. Definitive, that's not definitive. Like or defining to the comedy of New York, it's never been. I'm not. Crowd work is everywhere. No, I'm not saying that they only come from there. I'm saying that that it's there a lot. Like when I'm in New York and I'm watching the comics, I see a lot of comics do crowd work, and I see the comics that they praise in their city. Like, oh, this guy's like the best, and you watch him, and you're like, eh, you know, he's just doing crowd work. The style there, I think, is just very different from LA comics. Or, uh, I mean, like, yeah, there are crowd work comics everywhere, but I feel like that's really kind of the theme there. Mm. And, uh, and and not only crowd work, it's a specific uh, style that's hard to explain that if you see it, you just know it. Um, and I don't really want to name names, which I could, you know, if I, if we're not recording, that's I would. That's very LA of you. <laughs> yeah, I would. Well, you know, I don't want to shit on You did it on a couple of podcasts ago and we had to bleep it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was talking about a guy I saw in a porn. Yeah. <laughs> you saw a comic in a porn? I saw a comic in a porn. Oh, wow. That's yeah. fascinating. Uh-huh. <laughs> Way more fascinating than this New York story. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just not, yeah. A big fan of it, and I'm not saying that every comedy that comes from New York is that either. Well, that's I mean, because that's just like not true. Yeah, that's not true. And it's, yeah, uh, and I I love New York comedy. I feel the exact opposite because um, because of that, because of like people um, like out here being so living in so much fear. Everybody because the industry is here. Everybody here is so scared of what's going to happen if they hmm. mention someone's name or if they you know if, or if they are aggressive or actually have a like a legitimate point of view. You know what I mean? Without it being a fucking TED talk, you can't make fun of any. Everybody's here is so, so fear driven. Yeah. It's not even. I don't even know if it's sensitive. I think they're just just so motivated by fear. Whereas people in New York, <laughs> because it requires so much for you to just fucking survive, yeah, not live, but just survive, that they don't. They genuinely don't have room to give a fuck about these things. But because Los Angeles is so much easier to live in, in the and in that, um. You know, you're not constantly bombarded with, you don't have people constantly touching you all the time and you don't have to like, you don't, it doesn't, you don't have to literally crawl over people just to get to work every day mm-hmm. that it's like, you know, there, there, there is something freeing to be like, I don't, I don't fucking care. You really, you really can't do anything to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I grew up on the East coast too. So I, I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. But I understand people- where that came from. And when I moved out here, it was such like a culture shock. I remember just walking down the street and somebody was across the street and they just, they just looked at me and they're like, hi. I'm like, what the fuck do you want? I'm like, right. you're not even on the same side of the street. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, see, going. I have a different experience out here is where people don't do that. They, oh, really? Yeah. It's just more, like a like you know what i mean like they just don't want to be bothered unless you're complimenting them that's the only like everybody's yeah. there they are the center of their own universe and god forbid they acknowledge anyone else exists mm-hmm. you know and um and that's one of the things that i find annoying whereas in new york is they don't give a fuck if you exist and don't bother them like it's just so much 
<laughs> which I respect more, you know? Um, well, you guys are more like talking about people, like the public. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I was talking about comics. Sure, yeah, but, sure, sure. But our conversation grew from that. No, that's wow. fine. No, 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 that's fine. So, I mean, oh, I'm sorry. Did no. we have to go back to only what you wanted to talk about? No, no, no that's not what I meant. <laughs> that's very LA comic of you. No, no, no. no. <laughs> because, because, no, 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 that's fine if you want to take it to the people, but I don't want to get it mixed up, though, because I'm not saying that I like LA people. Or I prefer them by any right, means. Right, right, right. Because we're just talking about the audience. But you prefer L.A. comedy? I've never heard that. I've I never prefer heard the style of L.A. comedy than New York. Which is what? Apathy? I mean, no. like, what? <laughs> like, that is a stereotypical and it's not even, it's not even, L.A. comedy. It's not L.A. Com- it's not L.A. comedy because everyone hears from somewhere else. So you can't really even call it L.A. comedy. All the but comics that's what I'm are saying. from I'm somewhere saying, else. I'm saying, like, comics specifically from Los Angeles. No. That, what, are there five of us? There's, you know what I mean? No. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the comedy that it's accepted here, the style. Like, you can bring your own style from your city here, and it could be great, or it may just not fit in, and you won't get booked. So it's what's accepted here. Like, I like the style of comedy that's accepted here. Like, But that's not just one style. That's what I'm saying. Is like it, Los isn't, Angeles- it isn't just one style, but I'm... But comparing to New York, I feel like there is a New York style of comedy, and I prefer it here than there. Oh, all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just yeah. Uh, you're not really you're making not... a good case, but I mean, I uh, fine. Well, they, like, he's not know. trying to explain which one's better. It's just like what he prefers. Like, well, they, not, you know. neither one I'm saying is is better. It's just I don't like it, and uh-huh. I, I and it's. It, I don't feel comfortable with but that style. But there are also New York comics that are here that aren't w- or that don't do crowd work or whatever it is that you're talking about. Sure. Like Los Angeles, because the industry is here, all those kinds of comics are here. But I'm talking about comedy that is specific to Los Angeles, that it's like people who started comedy here came up in comedy here doing three minutes at a time. To me, I don't like that because mm-hmm. it is it it seems like a quilt of comedy versus a like somebody who ends up gets who you know works the road more and and has a forty five yeah. minute set and has something that's breathable and that's like it oh this person is building an hour it isn't just like this is my three minute set and here is my other three minute set and this is another seven minute set like it's just like you can really tell in specials on who's who's done more time than others and i mean mean like longer sets you know so like that to me is a los angeles uh like (laughs) specific thing that 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 i don't like right you know because i like i like a i like a a, you know just like a good story i love an arc i love a like you know i love you taking me through a conversation or your your line of thinking And, and it's really hard to do that in three minutes at a time but then again there's you have your Mark Normans, who is again a brilliant joke writer. Who um, maybe th- there isn't a o- as much of an overarching, but again, he's New York. He's not crowd worky, and he's an incredible joke writer. Mm. You know, so he's not even a good example of what you're talking about. No, you I know? mean, but yeah. he is he is a quintessential part of New York comedy. Sure, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but uh, I mean, yeah, again, I'm not saying that everyone's like that from there. I feel like that you think that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, we're just talking about comedy. Yeah, I know. I don't. J- j- I mean, I, what's great about it is I don't really give a shit what you think. You have know? you? Have yeah. And isn't the and take and take comfort in that? Like, because it doesn't really matter. We're all gonna no, die, guys. Yeah. I don't Who want really. I don't really want anyone to give a shit. I. I yeah. just. Uh, I mean, you asked why I don't like New York, and I was naming off specifics. So you don't like New York comedy, the city. So you don't I, like the, I, you don't like public transportation. Yeah, and you don't like crowd work. I don't like crowd work. Why? 
Um, I like the comic that took the time to write something. You don't think it takes skill to be able to? I do didn't that? say that. I said I didn't like it. No, I know. I'm saying why. Why don't you like it? Because I appreciate the other, the alternative better. I appreciate it more. Because I am one of those. I'm not a crowd work guy. I can do crowd work. It's a very important skill to have, and you will need to do it to be a stand-up comic. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to do it, and I won't do it unless I have to. That's also something specific that I've noticed to Los Angeles is people uh, don't practice doing crowd work out here, and they don't do it. And uh, most of them who try to do it do it so bad. Like, oh, we'll it's just bad ask, out here. It, we'll yeah. just ask somebody, like, so where are you from? Okay, and then that's it. Yeah. There's nothing that goes with it. There's no that's, that's, interesting retort. You don't got nothing right, to say. Dude, and it's like, just like, Jesus, stop. Then don't ask them. Dude. If you've got nothing, <laughs> if you have no wit in your body, don't ask a stranger for anything. You know yeah. what I mean? If you failed every fucking improv class you ever took, then don't fucking engage with people. Stick to the script, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, they've changed. They, they've taken what they think is crowd work, and it's become a Q&A. Mm-hmm. Which is just going to the audience, asking them questions. Okay, how long have you guys been together? All right, you know, and then maybe a. a and that's a, what it says. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's like, well, okay, this is right. boring. Now I'm learning yeah. about strangers that I will never see again. Totally. With no payoff. Yeah, I couldn't agree so, more. So well, then, what, what are your do's and don'ts about crowd work? Like, if you're if you're talking about, because you you like, I've heard other people say like it's it's very particular, but hearing you say it, it's just like you just talk to people, just talk to people, and I'm like, I think that is just the most natural way to go about it. But are there other methods? What do you think are the do's and don'ts about it? I mean, you can you can well you, well, there's different kinds of crowd work. If you want to do a who, where you know where are you from, what do you do? Like, are you gonna make are you gonna roast this guy? Is that why you're setting up, or are you doing like specific crowd work, which is like, um, how long you guys been together oh that long anybody else been together longer because you're gonna go into a bit about relationships and blah 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 blah. like are you doing it to set up a bit are you doing it because um you're fucking eating a big fat cock and you want (laughs) to engage with people and be like hey see i'm a person i'm not just flailing up here i got some chops i can fucking i got i you know i got something to offer there's plenty of different ways or reasons to talk. I mean, to do crowd work. You know what I mean? And there's different kinds of crowd work too, where it's also like you can, um, uh, you know, you can like I recently had to do a show where I was performing for a computer engineering conference. So it was a room of like 200 <laughs> dudes, maybe four to, four to six women in the whole thing. So and it's also it's also being present, which is also another reason why I like it is it, it makes you a human <clears throat> being to a room full of strangers where you're acknowledging what's happening. Because a lot of times people who and I'm not including you, obviously, um, in this, but there's people who are so afraid of it, things will be going horribly wrong and they will never address it. And so then people are very and you have a room full of people who are so uncomfortable that they're like, yeah. and, and just all you have to do is go. Hey, isn't this thing weird? And the people are like, oh my God, oh my God. They think you're brilliant just because you acknowledged a thing that happened, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, um, I think it's a beautiful tool. I, oh, yeah. I love it. You know what I mean? I also, <clears throat> but I also don't do that only. I have my own thoughts, you know, and I want to say the things that I want to say. Yeah. But if uh, if anything happens, I will be addressing what's happening. Like I address those dudes. I was like, I agree with that, that I it's feel- a, it's a beautiful tool. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think you need to have it. You mm-hmm. need to have that skill and you need to have that tool. But that's exactly what it is as a tool. 
Yeah. It's a tool that you ha- absolutely have to have. And there are some people who are masterful at it, who mm-hmm. are just like, oh my God, how did you even come up with yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, and, and I've done things like that where, and I'm not trying to suck my own dick here, but I have, mo- you, and I think everybody has where like, where the fuck did I pull that out of? You know what I mean? Like one time an Amber Alert went off at, during the show and I riffed an entire bit about it. Mm-hmm. Or I've gone on stage, um, you know, two cocktails and a joint in, and man, I will just riff an entire bit. I will just come out of my, out of my own head will come up with a joke i'd never said before and it works and i'm like what the fuck i haven't been able to write a new joke in the last two months where the fuck did that just come from yeah and it's just because i'm being honest about a thing but doesn't it always come to you in the heat of the moment the best stuff come to you on stage sure always sure but that also might have come from because uh you know in, in a moment i'm like what's your fucking story dude why are you looking at me all cockeyed you know what i mean and just addressing a thing that's happening because i also like to be honest with like how i feel like if somebody's making me uncomfortable i will i'll zone in on you like mm-hmm. what's your deal why what, what do you get a fucked up face for what do you what are you mad at me do, they, do, you, <laughs> do i owe you money why are you being so fucking weird just enjoy yourself you know like because that's the other thing too is is uh in there's so many pretentious uh audiences Audiences here. That's one of the other things that I don't like about this. This is my city. least favorite city to perform in. <laughs> you like the comedy that is here, but you don't like performing here. I appreciate the comics. I don't like the audience. That's why I said, if you guys are talking about the people. I think your ideal city is like Boise, Idaho. Just go, just go right there, Augustino, and just do your I love stand. performing. I love performing all over. And I mm-hmm. do love performing in New York, too. I really do like the audience. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not. Yeah. So when it comes to people, it's a completely different story. Mm-hmm. Here in L.A., you hit you hit the nail on the on the head. It is completely pretentious audiences. Well, and I get it. I get it. I get they can see some of the best comics in the world on a regular basis. Yeah. Sure. Um. But that. But that. It's also. Um. But because hum like the, why the same reason how regular folk who come to a comedy show will be apprehensive about sitting in the front row. People sitting in the back row here think that this show is somehow about them because there's so many, again, like per capita, there's so many more narcissists in the city than any other city in the world, including New York. Like people here because everybody thinks they're going to be famous or a larger, because a larger portion of the entertainment industry is here. So you'll have a room full of people who, you know, maybe who have never been fucking told no before. You know what I mean? And and those people, because they're maybe thinking so, they're self-conscious about like, it, you know, they, they, it's like in their mind, they're always being filmed or something. So they just don't allow themselves to have fun or to like to genuinely let go. So then you end up in these shows where people are just like, <laughs> you know, like, and it's just like, what the fuck? I can't tell you how many shows I start off with. Nobody fucking likes you nobody likes you right now because you think so you're thinking so much about yourself you're not allowing yourself to have a good time you're not allowing yourself to have any fucking joy enter your life like you came to a comedy show you came here you paid money and are asking us to make you laugh and you're not allowing that to happen like what kind of fucking psycho are you that you came to a place that says comedy venue (laughs) on the front of it and you're like, nope, no joy for me. Like, <laughs> go kill, fucking kill yourself. Go get him, Carmen. I love it. <laughs> Keep going. 
I love I, I do I love it when somebody when there's something that's been bothering somebody and it kind of like and they zone in and they know how to pick on it every, and they just let loose like that's because my favorite thing. It's bothered us for a very long time. Yeah, and yeah, we've got stuff held in and uh, they don't understand the concept of what a stand-up comedy live performance is. They just see like Instagram posts and are like, well, people go out to clubs and it looks fun, but when they go, they don't really understand the concept. Like they're like, I'm here, we bought tickets, but they're not in the right zone of appreciating a live performance mm-hmm. um i mean los angeles is the place where we get paid the least amount of money for what we do mm-hmm. and um you know we get appreciated the least for what we do and it, it it's just it, it has to do with everything and it's just a perfect storm it's the pretentious people it's an overload of like comics trying to get on stage so here you beg for stage time and for free, when you go out on the road anywhere, you're getting paid for spots. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just, it's all around like I, the worst place to perform. We, if you have merch, you don't sell any in here in LA, right? I mean, I do. If I'm doing a club, I absolutely no, you, do. You try. No, but, but I still, I sell merch here. You, there's no way you sell as much as you do on the road. I mean, it depends on the show. I mean, there's some, sh- there's some shows on the road I don't sell a lot of merch. Like, it just depends. I don't think that's necessarily true. You don't think it's true that you that you that you don't sell as much merch here as on the road. I have had good merch weeks here. What are you saying here in L.A. or in yes. California? In L.A. Where do you sell merch in L.A.? When I've done flappers in Burbank. Yeah. Yeah. Were you headlining though, or you just did a spot? No, I was featuring. Is it featuring? Mm-hmm. What do you have? A shirt? Yeah, I sell T-shirts. I sell buttons. I sell shot glasses. Oh, I'll really? sell whatever the fuck. You did okay. Oh, you yeah. sh- We need to get some shot glasses. That's what yeah, we bro. Need. That's cool. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, bro. I haven't seen those people selling. Also, those. I always see buttons and T-shirts, but shot glasses. Why the fuck not? Burb- right? Listen, Burbank, you can't even include as LA people. <laughs> Burbank is its own county. Yeah, I mean, it really is. It's its own city. It has its own police department. No, no, no other. Everything else is LAPD. <laughs> Flappers is very supportive too. The audiences, like. They well, also so, but you asked them, I, I can sell merch here. That's, no, 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 and that, that's considered an L.A. club if you leave Los Angeles. Right. That no, would be considered L.A. But like at the comedy store, I probably wouldn't sell merch. Right. I've you tried it. I mean? I've tried it. To sell merch at the comedy yeah, store? Yeah. I've tried it. Yeah. No, I probably wouldn't do that. Yeah. It, it's it's point. I have sold like CDs, but it's like nothing compared to what you make on the road. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I yeah, I don't have luck with it. I mean, it's different if I go to, like, Bakersfield, you know, and you do a gig out there or something like that. No, but one time in the main room, I think uh, I had – it was one of the nights where I had my own show, and, uh, you know, I went last, and I did this I, – I, I tried to sell shirts or something, and it didn't go that well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, I, on, on the road, it's like when you go to a, a city that doesn't have a comedy club on every corner like they do here – Sure. They just appreciate it so much more, you know, uh, when you go to a different Well, and, and, and that's what I meant. It's like these, like, the people here are spoiled. And I remind them of that. When I go up at the store, I remind them. I go, you fucking spoiled motherfuckers. I was like, you have some of the best comedians in the world that you can see on <laughs> any given night of the week. Isn't it ridiculous? You know what I mean? We're as like the poor schlub in fucking Paducah, Kentucky. No offense to anybody that lives in Paducah. I mean, I'm probably going to die in a hotel there some, at some point. <laughs> right there. But like, it's it's like, that's that's the fucking, like, that's the thing that's yeah. amazing that like they... You're gracing them with your 
They don't oh, appreciate it. Yeah, like you said, and those people in those small towns, they're listening to, like, more than ever, they're listening to podcasts, and they're just like, I wish I was in L.A. so I can see, like, you know, Rogan or Burr pop into the store on a fucking nightly basis. I and mean, they, I see it all the time at the store. Exactly. People, come, people go on vacation and come to Los Angeles mm-hmm. just to go to the comedy exactly. store. Exactly. That's, like, the destination. Mm-hmm. That's the whole reason where they pick their vacation. You know, it was like, it's not like Universal Studios. No, it's the fucking comedy store for a lot of adults now, bro. They're like, oh, maybe we can see Rogan, you know, Ron White. It's, it's fucking unbelievable. But the audience is that the, the L.A. population does not appreciate it. They do not appreciate it. But the store audiences are pretty fucking cool, though, because everyone that's in there is there. There are giant fans of those comics, though, too. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's, they, yeah, there they is get a pretty hyped. There is definitely a lot more comedy fans that, that go to the comedy store, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it really is like one of the best comedy clubs in the world. You know what I mean? Like the best it comics is. in the world love performing at that comedy club. There, I mean, therefore, ipso facto, best comedy club in the world. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would say it is the best comedy club in the world, and it's just it's just greatly managed now. You know, for sure. Um, 10 years ago wasn't as greatly managed oh yeah i mean i mean i'm sure you've heard stories you know you work there yeah uh but i mean it's just so greatly managed not only do they have not only do the best comics love performing there but it's just they know what to do with the talent you know Mm -hmm. they know how to treat talent talent coordinator that Mm -hmm. like legitimately cares she absolutely cares yeah you mean he well, I was talking about one in particular, but uh, but yeah, uh, they they all care. Like, yeah. like they're it's just it's unbelievable. Like, you go to clubs and they don't know how to treat the talent. Yeah. They're just like so disrespectful, and it's almost like you have to suck everybody's dick when you're a comic. You know what? What? When you're a comic and you go to another I don't have comedy to suck club, nobody's dick. <laughs> no, when you go to a comedy club, you feel He's like been, you've been getting a bad deal. I no, bro. I'm just I, I mean. <laughs> figuratively speaking you have to kiss ass like uh, a booker comes in or a manager comes in oh hey good good to see you you know what i mean like that and and in some cases it should be the other way around like they should really be a mutual respect there like you get really i don't think you have to do that i think that's a mentality thing i think that you i think that is a choice that you make i think you don't have to do that because i don't do that i'm a nice person i'm very nice to everybody um unless somebody is a dick to me that's usually the only time i'm ever like you know, you know what I mean? Like, even if I don't like uh, somebody's comedy or I don't like the way they do business, like, I'm still very, uh, like, a, a nice person. I'll- yeah, you're just nice in general. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why would you ever have, why would you ever be out the gate like a dick to anybody? But, but why doesn't it go both ways? Like, well, they don't treat like the talent that, like that. That was recently, like, brought up to me as they're like, you're funny enough, you don't have to be nice. And I was like, oh, it's not like a, I'm not like a Wait, being who nice. Wait, said, somebody said that to you? Yeah, yeah. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like, you're funny enough, you don't have to be nice. Man. What because like, cause fuck like, it's like shit well, is that Well, say? because it's super common for really unfunny people to be really nice. You know what I mean? So oh, that's okay. why that's why there's like a an unwritten rule. They're like, oh, how's that comic? And you're like, super nice guy. Really fucking sweetheart. Yeah. Which is your nice way of saying they're not funny, you know? And um, so it's just somebody being like, hey, you're funny. You don't have to you don't have to do that. And it's like, oh, I just am that way. That's not like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't think you have to kiss ass because I don't. Yeah. I don't kiss ass. You know what I mean? I'm not going to... No, kiss ass is a poor choice of words. I was just describing suck dick because I don't want you to think that I literally was sucking dick. But I had an instance uh, yeah. like that. I remember like a few years ago, I was out on the road with a friend of mine and there was an industry person that came to see them. And at the time, like it was like after a show and him and I were like playing a game or I think we were playing either a pinball or playing fucking golden tea or something after a show. And I had had a couple cocktails and I was like, we were cutting loose. Like it was just comic fun time. And then this industry person showed up and then I was incredibly uncomfortable because like, you know, I was like, Oh, now I have to act a particular way because this person is here and da, 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 da. Mm. Like it was in, and I got so worked up about it. Like I had to like, go cry in the bathroom and shit like that because I was so put off by this and talked to, and I talked to my friend about it and he was like, you have to remember that these, whoever it is, they have nothing without us. Mm-hmm. So they like, if you like the power dynamic is it, it has to be a mutual thing or they will not respect you. So if you feel like you have to kiss ass, mm-hmm. they're not gonna, they're not gonna. So I, and I get that. I think that's what the friend of mine was trying to say say to me is that i'm funny enough i don't have to kiss anyone's ass but yeah i but i'm also just nice so it's like you know what i mean there's I a di- there's i get what he meant in that sense like that, i get though. what he meant in yeah, that yeah, sense yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it uh sorry what okay. no i was saying i hate unwritten rules like that like this kind of <laughs> stupid like mm-hmm. so if it, like you, if you're a nice person you're a nice person and just like when people like oh you have to act this certain way because industry people I'm like that kind of stuff it's just stupid just do you you know well, what I mean I think it's because because there's no pathway to this everybody has a theory because mm-hmm. everything's so ambiguous and vague that like you're just like 
everybody's just trying to figure out strategy and how to navigate things yeah. and what works more than others. You know what I mean? And if you have people, if you know some of these industry people are Los Angeles people, if they are pretentious and they are buying into this whole lifestyle and this quote unquote LA mentality, then there there is something to be said on like if somebody who's been here longer is like, this is a little easier way to navigate things. If you you know. It's just like if these motherfuckers have people sucking, you know, figuratively sucking their dick all the time, if you neg them at all, just like, you know, like fucking <laughs> just if you're playing the quote unquote game on like negging a hot bitch, you know what I mean? Like if the, if you treat these industry people who have all these people trying to suck their dick all the time and you're just like, yeah, whatever, you ain't shit. Then they're like, oh, it's this person who that doesn't, doesn't care about either. what I say. Yeah. Oh, that's know? an interesting way to put that. Mm hmm playing it like kind of it's not helping the situation <laughs> well it's like it's like what was what but it, movie? sometimes it does that's like, what i'm saying sometimes you being like i don't give a fuck about yeah. you then sometimes those industry people are more intrigued because they're not normally being treated that way it's like what they were saying in the 40 year old version don't put the pussy on the pedestal right because mm-hmm. then it's gonna want to see who's not gonna put the pussy on the pedestal and then they're gonna go for that guy <laughs> yeah you know yeah the uh the industry needs the talent, but the talent does not need the industry. Well, not anymore. Yeah, that's I mean that's that's the that's the whole Andrew Schultz angle where you can just you can build your own shit and you don't need mm-hmm. anybody. Well, even before any technology or, or anything, uh, I mean, of course, we don't need industry, but industry's nice. You know, widen your 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 options and and you know open great doors and things like that but if there was nothing if there was absolutely nothing there's nothing to stop me from performing live you know there's nothing for stop stopping me from grabbing a uh you know a cart box and standing on it in the middle of the street and performing for people there's also nothing sitting next you. to a tesla <laughs> <laughs> there's also nothing stopping you from killing people i mean that that doesn't but there's it's like it, depending on what you want out of this is what makes the difference and whether industry is significant to you or not I think it is. You think what is? Industry is significant to me. Okay. <laughs> but you, could, you you were just saying that you don't need industry to do you don't, it. I don't need it. I could still do what I want to do. My point is at the end of the day, I don't need it. I want it. Mm-hmm. But it's not like I'm going to stop being a comic if they never give me anything. Right. Sure. Exactly. You know, uh, I don't have them right now. And is it making me not a com- is it making me any less than a comic you know right uh but who doesn't want it who doesn't want like all these opportunities and doors and things like that but i mean you can just not give them to me all fucking day and i'll still fucking find a way to be on stage sure i think i think it, it also uh i think that's also something that there's something to be said about you figuring out what you don't want um because then that makes this seem way less uh, overwhelming <laughs> in general you know, like somebody coming to terms with the fact that they don't want to be a comedy writer, man, mm. that eliminates a lot of things that you need to be worried about. You know, what or, don't you want? What don't I want? Mm-hmm. I mean, I say that's a lot. I don't want <laughs> really. What I don't want? Yeah, I don't want to. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's there's plenty. I want to be a comic. I want to make a lot of money. I want people to come out to hear what I have to but say. That's what you want. That's what I want. So what? So so take uh, who's a comic that works right now that you really look up to? 
probably I'm preferably a a bigger name, like a well known. That I look up to, and that what, you really, that you really would like their career. You love their comedy, like you admire their. Well, I mean, there's time. I mean, there's a ton of them that if have. You can narrow it down careers. to one. I don't really have favorites. It's never been my thing. I never had a you favorite. You can't think band. of one that you really like. I never had a favorite movie. That's never been uh... working right now. What about a female comic that you that you that you really like what they've done with their career? I mean, there's a bunch of them, but uh, so take that. So, so one, take one of them. And what about their career would you look at and go, well, I don't want that part of their career. I don't want that part of their yeah. career? Um, I don't know. That's a strange question to be like, to pick, to look through other people's careers and be like, ew, I don't like that. I don't know. I never cared enough to look through other people's careers and been like, no. I mean, I guess I, do, what I guess don't I'm want. probably never like, going to be. Do you, do, you want, do you want your I mean, TV show li- or do you just want to just blow up and just do stand up? I would, I would do, I would be open to a TV show, okay. sure. But if it was, you know, I w- like, I don't want to be, I would never want to be Bob Sagitted, if you will, where okay. I am playing this particular <laughs> character See, that's that the happens to be the polar opposite of what I do on stage <laughs> yeah, or how right. I think, you know. So Bob like I've, I've never yeah. been a, I've never been a corporate comic or a college comic. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm a grown ass fucking adult. I'm gonna say yeah. whatever the the fuck i want to say if you're gonna you know? do a tv show isn't the ideal situation for it to be about your life as, yeah. a, as a comic is no, that, okay yeah. i kind of get to be the the character that i created and i can somewhat be that character on stage you know what i mean and and not too much of a sure, stretch like bob saget even if i played <laughs> even if i played a secondary or tertiary character in something but that still wasn't like you know ooh, okay yeah. guys so far, where it's just like so far from <laughs> so far-fetched from what i am like but I mean, I'll, I'll do voiceover for a cartoon all day. You know what I mean? Oh, but that's yeah. not why oh, people yeah. are going to come to the show. Yeah. You know? Right. So a lot of times when you go do the show, people won't even know that it's really you. <laughs> voiceover is great to like make make money, and then you're not really get falling into a character. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. What so you I say, wouldn't do that. Oh no! It was about Bob Saget. Uh huh. Did he? Was he doing stand up? Yes. Before, no. Yeah. Before he got home. Oh, before, yeah. during, and after. <laughs> So would, do they recommend Bob Saget after seeing his stand-up, or were they just like, he just auditioned, and he's like, oh, he's great, and then they find no, out he just that he auditioned. just auditioned. No, he's an he actor, bro. Apart. Yeah, he did both. That's funny. But just imagine, like, you know, he's, <laughs> like, and he's I'm headlining just imagining, the improv. Like, oh, we have this new family sitcom. We need a wholesome <laughs> dad. Bob Saget. He talks yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of dirty shit, but. <laughs> no, he just, went in, he just went in as an actor, you <laughs> know? Funny. It, it is funny. You get a little bit more leeway, I think, in movies. Like if you're a character in a movie, you can you you know what I mean. It doesn't really stay attached well, to you on stage. Because they only see you for ninety minutes yeah. to two hours. Yeah. Whereas like they saw Bob Saget every fucking week. every week for fuck six years, yes. ten years, however many fucking seasons there was a Full House. Like yeah. So you fall in love with a character, and you then when you go see a live performance, you want that character and that person is not. It's the same thing like with like, um, you know, everybody loves Raymond. But the thing is that that's a really good it's example. It's very similar to his real Yeah, exactly. Person, that's a really though, good yeah. example where if you go see his stand up, it's you're not going to be bummed out. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, a Saget situation. Yeah. When Ray would. drops one F bomb, it's like so funny cuz he never says it, you know? Mm-hmm. What I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ray's show is literally so his life. Like yeah. he literally has twins and and uh actually has two sets of twins, but they only had the they only had the one set in the show. He has I like, thought he, you know, he has, he has one set and then he has an extra kid. He has four kids. 
Yeah, he, you're right. He doesn't have two sets of twins. You're right. He's got twins, and then he's got the daughter. Then he has another younger son. Right? Yeah. So in the show, there's three kids, and in real life, it's four. But yeah, basically, it's based off of his real life. So I think his youngest son wasn't born yet when they did the first season. So right. There was just the three kids, and they just kind of left it that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, his is like. Did you see his new special? I did. Did you Did you like it? I did. I really liked it. I yeah. thought it was beautifully shot. I thought it was done really well, and uh, I, I think with Ray, I, I mean, you know what you're getting. Like you said, you know, he's. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's like the biggest beast in stand up comedy. You know, like oh man, that guy crushed it. But I think he's really, really funny, and uh, it was just shot really well. I really appreciated it. Yeah. Um. For sure. I feel bad for your audience because do, do we, people just always only ever talk about comedy on here? Now I feel bad. I feel no, like we we're talk going about, so like, we talk about comedy a like lot. we're going so inside baseball that people are going to be like, what the fuck? You'd be surprised how much we can talk about it all the time and still find new things to talk about inside that inside yeah. comedy. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. crazy, yeah. Well, there's some, there's, it's such a, it's, it's a small world, but like a big idea, mm-hmm. I think is what it is. Well, it's also how it touches other comics, like mm-hmm. how how it affects them, how they see it. It's just like stand-up comedy. Everybody has their own vision. Like if you give a stand-up comic, a group of stand-up comics, uh, you know, a joke or, or a topic, and they're all going to say it different ways because they all have a different insight, you know, in, in the world. So it's just like it's fun. There'll be a few that'll that. say the same thing. Yeah, of they're course it'll be a hack. fun. They're fucking yeah. hack pieces of shit. No, yeah. There definitely will be a few of the same. <laughs> yep. Man, (laughs) but I like some of the inside baseball things that we hit today, actually, which is something that we haven't really broke down before the like the crowd work, you know, the do's and don'ts, um, which I mean, honestly, I could probably talk more about it, like, because I, you know, where I stand with it. It's not my favorite style of comedy, but um, so you just don't like comics that only do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, so you I, don't like warm up comics. You don't like like Brody and like and no. Like, um, I'm not saying I don't. Gary, I don't like Gary it. Gary Cannon, uh-huh. like those kind of guys. No, but those guys weren't only crowd work. They were mostly crowd work because they. I mean, that's why they because do, that's, what that's they, why they do warm up for right. TV shows is because they. But they Brody were was mostly- but Brody was a comic before he was a warm up. And he, Brody wrote jokes. Brody had like really funny jokes. And if, if he was on stage doing a warm up, he did really like different things. You know, uh, he would just, uh, I'm, you know. I mean, Brody did mostly crowd work. Like every single set, he had he, jokes because he got really good at it because he was a warm up. But he's a comic too. Like he had like really great written jokes, and he was he would try new jokes. Okay, but if you only do. If you only do like if you do audience warm up, it doesn't make you less of a comic. It just means you do more crowd work. Like, and Brody did fucking so much crowd work. I mean, dude, would you ever watch him at the end of the yeah, store? I did. Like, it was mostly crowd work for years, you know. And he'd still have jokes, and you would pepper them in. But then, like, depending on what jokes, it would be like who we talk to and where you're from, and like that was like his whole thing. And like Gary, like it's it's incredible the kind of crowd work that these people do. It's like mm-hmm. it's um. It's fascinating, but I've also seen guys that only ever did warm up, and so then like yeah. their crowd work is their act. So uh-huh. it's like they'll they'll make and it's, it's specific like stock. things. It's like stock. That's crowd what I'm work. saying. Stock yeah. crowd work. It maybe is that the thing that you don't like? You don't like stock. Crowd no, work? that's not. That's not what I mean. But yeah, but I mean yes, I don't like stock crowd mm. work. But it's just in general the style. I, I I appreciate more the comic that took the time to write a bit and take you on a journey, mm-hmm. tell you a story. Sure. And uh, or write a joke, mm-hmm. and I just appreciate it more than the uh, the, the crowd work. Mm-hmm. 
it's just a preference yeah 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 you know um i just noticed a lot of that when i went to new york i noticed a lot of new york comics that i met out here had started uh, to do that but then again i know a lot of new york comics that don't too but yeah you know that's just the vibe that i felt there uh there's one in particular that I don't really get their comedy, uh-huh. but I, that, that is a New York comic. But I feel like they're who is it? We'll cut it out. Uh, 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 it's too much of a hassle for me to cut shit out. I'll tell you afterward. But, <laughs> but uh, it's just I don't get them. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I see them live and I don't get it. But they've already established themselves and they, you know, they work. They make a good living. Mm-hmm. And but that that already happened in New York before they moved anywhere else and before they toured. I think that's that's because um, I think because like I would say kind of like the like a, the a Godfather or a pinnacle of brilliant comedy from New York is David Tell and David mm-hmm. Tell is the perfect combination of somebody who is brilliant at crowd work and also is one of the most amazing joke writers yeah. of our time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I think with that like with the worship of that guy you're going to get variations of that guy yeah. you know what i mean yeah it was the same it's the same thing like when no it um, tells a great example yeah an example of it done well you mm-hmm. know like i i'm i'm never going to get tired of watching david tell do stand-up ever you know what i mean and that's and again it's he's always gonna he's always gonna throw in a joke in a place where i was just like where the fuck how the fuck did you pull that out of your ass mm-hmm. you know what i mean and um and it's gonna be because of some asian bro that's sitting in the front row <laughs> You know what I mean? Or whatever the fuck the case may be. It's going to be something from a beautiful... Like, that's something else that's like, you don't get... If you never stray from the script, you're never going to get a a brilliant moment captured where somebody was just literally brilliant instantly, you know? And um, so that's part of the reason why I love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and I think it's It's like so very cool. organic. It's almost like the most organic you could get with, right. with con- stand-up comedy. It's it's taking the, the, the best and, I mean, to some people, the only good part of improv, right, and taking that and putting a legitimate punchline on it. If you took improvs, if you took improv, the entire entity, and put a punchline on it, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's not just like, oh my God. I don't even know. Let's see. Uh, where are we? We're in Fiji. We're in Fiji. Give me something that fits in a bread box. Uh, let's see. A uh, toenail yeah. clippings. All right. And the, instead of like, without even having the, that structure of just having one thing and then you creating an entire narrative based on one thing, that to me is the it's the ultimate brilliance. I have know? noticed. I have noticed this though hmm. about myself, and I wonder if anyone else can relate. That's a performer. Um, when I'm as a stand-up, when I'm performing, mm-hmm. uh, if something pops into my head that I did notice something in the room, sure, and I don't say anything about it, mm-hmm. it fucks up my whole entire set. If I was trying to keep to my material, and I saw something, like let's say you know, you, like you said, the Asian lady in the front row, right? Yeah. If something funny, if something popped in my head, if I don't address it, it fucks up the rest of my set because the whole time I was in my head, you're thinking about the thing. I'm yeah. thinking about the thing, and yeah. I should have just said it. That means you're then you're not being present. It's the same exact right. thing of that. And that's mean, what takes me away from being present is the fact that I saw something and I didn't say it. I think that there's there's nothing worse than red lighting yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and going like, nah, don't say it. Just what if it doesn't go anywhere? Just fucking keep to your material, you know. But now you've already gotten in your own head so much, and now you're not present. Well, that's so you might as well have just said it because that's all fear. All of that. What if it doesn't go? What if? Blah, 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 yeah. Blah, all that stuff is fear. So where if you just go, if the 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 you know being 
and I don't know if it comes from confidence or time or whatever the fuck, but the you going, ah, fuck it. And then you say the thing, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't go anywhere, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, the the not give a shit feeling is just, I think, what takes you to the next level as, another, as a comic, mm-hmm. to not give a shit. Like that, like, you know, now I just, if I think of something, I just green light it. You know, right? I like I don't usually do crowd work, but if something pops in your head, I say just fucking green light it. Yeah, you know, because you're gonna ruin everything. <laughs> well, that was like that was what was excruciating. Like, see, like people who are like refuse to do that. That was like ex- is excruciating to watch. Like I saw like the dude that featured for me at that casino where I did that. You know, um, where the engineering conference like was just eating the biggest fucking dick. And it was the person featuring you said featuring for me, uh-huh. and it was like so uh, painful, painful to watch. Where if at one point, if at any point during the twenty-five to thirty minutes that he was excruciatingly do on, doing on stage, if at any point he would have been like, "Well, this is fucking awful," right? Like that would have been it would have broke the tension. It would have broke the ice. It yeah. would have been it would have been like, "Oh, you are, you're." You're not a robot. Yeah. You are a real person right here that is experiencing the same thing that I'm experiencing. You got to address the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Like you I asked the to. entire audience, I was like, an, an engineering, like I was like, is anybody here on the spectrum? Like, but just but statistics wise, mm-hmm. some of you guys got to be into model trains, right? Like just <laughs> like by, just by odds, you know? <laughs> and again, like, and that was the other thing too, is like, of, and of course I, I busted, you know, I'm going to. Of course I did crowd work. Like, why wouldn't I? I was given a unique opportunity to have a, a, a being in a strange situation to be, a, you know, one of five women in a room full of like 250 dudes. Like, this is, I'm going to, going to mention it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I probably didn't have to, but I wanted to. Yeah. You know, and I'm not going to not. You're not going to not what? I'm not going to not, not mention oh, it. Sorry. Do it. Yeah. That sounded like there was more to that. I'm not going to not. <laughs> Part yeah. of my duties are to. Yeah. <laughs> are to what, Dwight? Are to what? <laughs> yeah. Um, I just had something and I fucking drew blank. I didn't even smoke today. Uh-huh. Do you perform differently when you're high? I don't perform high. Why? I won't smoke when I go on stage. Why? It, I, I lose my memory really bad when I smoke. Uh-huh. And I'll forget my set. See, that's one of those things where it took me a minute to get to a point where I could. Like, I remember when I used to, if I smoked before I went up, I would just bomb. Um, but then you do it enough times and you figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now it's like, I like to write on stick because I don't, I have such a hard time like physically sitting down and writing. Mm-hmm. My editor in my head is too much of a cunt. Like, I just can't do it. Nothing ever is ever good enough to actually be written down, especially to, not in pen. So you have to smoke to write? I don't have to smoke to write, but I like to write on stage because uh, when you're on stage, you don't have time to edit as much or whatever you're editing has to happen so fast. Something has to be green lit because I have to keep fucking talking or I'm going to die. Right. So it's like that's easier for information to come out. So I like to go up like again, like maybe a cocktail, cocktail, two cocktails and, you know, maybe two one hitters. And then it's like that's that's the perfect combination where I will riff a compl- an entire bit where I'm really? like, where the fuck did that did that come from? And now I might do that God. bit sober. You know God, what I mean? That sounds fun. I wish I could do. It that. is fun. Um, it is fun, but you have to allow yourself to yeah. 
you have to become more comfortable with because that's the other thing too the downfall of that is I will jump around like I'll do pieces of bits I won't do entire bits I'll forget a callback you know what I mean that <laughs> if fuck you fuck with that it does fuck with your memory yeah. obviously it's yeah. marijuana mm-hmm. but at the same time like you because you're you do, you allow yourself to be to to use that part of your brain that happens when you're fucking high. Yeah. You know what I mean? To be creative and or be goofy or maybe allow yourself to go down a rabbit hole and whether it goes somewhere or not, it doesn't matter. I really at this point, I'm keeping with what I know, and I really like going on stage not on anything and uh, and and the feeling of just natural feelings of just being like uh scared or nervous or you know what i mean i like those feelings and 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 then the crowd reaction i just like being sober when i do it mm. yeah but everybody's different and well, yeah i like to try new shit because i like to you know yeah i like to get because if you don't if you don't take any risks mm-hmm. you're never then you're only gonna ever do this same thing the same way forever yeah no way no way am i doing that no way you're doing what it's doing the same thing forever but that's what i'm saying like you if yeah. you refuse to try anything at new ever then it'll never then it'll never be anything outside of this experience that it is right oh, now. oh you're saying the smoke yeah oh i, I mean, meant trying. i'm saying don't be scared of it i think you should still do it high you yeah. try i just don't it. want to i just don't want to start with an open i've mic. done it i've done it before that's what I'm saying. i've done it before open. and i know what you're saying like i could get used to it but i don't want to get used to it i like it i like the way i do it now <coughs> you know i like the feeling now I get high enough from the stage, you know, but, uh, but then again, sometimes I go like, oh man, I wish I could just be high and remember everything, but I, I, I like the way it is. Well, that's why you record your set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's my whole thing now is, as I, especially if I go up high, I will record it and, and that, like that, those are the sets I like legit will listen to. Yeah. Cause you know, you're supposed to record your sets and then listen to it anyways, but if I go up high, because I, I mean, I did the other night. I, I riffed an entire set. I did one joke in 10 minutes that was pre, and everything else was all extracurricular, all my own thoughts. Mm. Like, um, And a lot of it was crowd work. So you would have hated it, Augustino. You would have hated my set. But it was it was all completely When are you talking riffed. about? Because you don't like comics that do mostly crowd work. And that's yeah, what but I'm what about. set? Which set? This I, I would have hated it. it. That, that same one at the conference? No, the set I'm talking about right now, which okay. is a set I did the other night oh. where I only actually did one joke, but I did 10 minutes of comedy mm-hmm. and had a good 10 minutes of comedy, but it was all shit I pulled out of my ass. Yeah. You know? Well, that's great, but are you going to take any of it and make a bit out of it? Go back, listen to it, and then actually write into a joke? Yeah. Right. Well, I riffed a joke. I got no problem with that crowd work then. I have no problem with it. But then, the, but the, how because are you, you going to know be, that? If you see somebody going up and doing shit off the top of their head, you don't know if they're, they're working That's true. A, that's true. So then what do you hate? Bada bang. How do well, you know what they're going to do with it? There's a difference between crowd work and riffing new ideas. But this should, it was a, There's but a giant difference. Crowd work. Wait, were, were you doing crowd work or were you just, were you just making up stuff? Like both. Just, it was both. Okay. I made fun of a guy's mustache and the fucking did it, and then that turned into. Well, then yeah, that's crowd work. I did, you know, and and then I made, but then it turned into a like it turned into a bit like without me fucking with that guy with the mustache, I would have never had the new bit that I have now. Yeah, but the the mustache thing took you to something else, but it's not like you need the mustache guy to be there next time to do it. Right. Yeah, it was a bit to develop from it, like talking about someone's mustache is crowd work to him. 
you know, you're back for the crowd work, but then eventually you stumbled on a, a bit. So that's riffing. So crowd work led to riffing. I don't mind riffing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I go pay money to see you, like, you know, $25, $30 to see you headline and you come out and you're talking to the crowd the whole time, I'm pissed. But Why? if I walk that into... Means that, person, that means that person created a unique show for that audience? It's just not... Oh, I mean, crazy. you're asking me why, and I'm just telling you what I don't like. It's just, But if you go to the, the comedy store or the lab in the improv, or you go up to the belly room and you see someone stop by and they're riffing, mm-hmm. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. It's 15, 20 minutes, they're riffing, and, and then like, you know... You go see him a month later and you're like, whoa, that bit is like, that's a fucking bit now. Like, I like that. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the whole, like, you know, how long are you guys married? And then going into stuff about marriage and making fun of the audience and that shirt. What do you have? Like, I don't want a whole 45 minute headlining set of making fun of and commenting on what people are wearing and they're, how they're dressed and if they have a mustache. Like, I don't want to see that for a whole show. You know? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Um, I wish I could tell you the person's name so I can get specifics. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have a feeling I know who it is. I don't even know his last name. I forgot. Like, that's how <laughs> big of a person this is. But I just know when I see them, I was like, you know what I mean? Like, this is it. And they headline all the time. And every time I see them, that's what they do. Yeah. You know, they... So I won't tell you the name, but I'll tell you what they do. So they start off with crowd work right away. Uh-huh make a a living out of just what's that shirt fucking you know like like kind of like uh just making fun of people basically you know roasting them and and, uh i've seen this person go you know midway through their set turn the house lights on you already lost me you know what i mean oh yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. hey dj turn the house lights on then he turned the house so he can see more people so you don't like don rickles (laughs) um it would have been cool to see him live just because of the nostalgia of Don Rickles. It's not my preference of stand-up comedy. Wow. Nothing That's against this person. I don't I don't like Jeff Ross's stand-up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know that he does bits too. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I see him do bits too. I'm not talking about that. I don't particularly like the oh, so uh, picking it, does, on people. Is that the part of crowd work that you don't like? I think that's a big part of it. Oh, so it's like it's like the it's the roasting part. I don't like, like the ro- like- I don't like roasting. Mm-hmm. I don't like asking people questions mm-hmm. about their life and trying to make that funny. Mm-hmm. And that's all you got. Right. I don't like it. Right. So it's a couple of things about it I don't like, but yeah, one of them is roasting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The insult comic is not. I'm not a fan. Okay. And uh, the questionnaire, the Q and A. I'm not a fan. I'm a bully, so I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, you know, to each their own. Just telling you what I don't like about it. But, yeah, this guy was like, you know, turn the house lights on. Yeah, And then yeah, he, yeah. like, walked out into the crowd. And I thought to myself, he's doing this for maybe for first 15 minutes of his act, maybe. It's right. like, a, you know, he's this is what he does. He's the headliner. And then, like, he goes back up on stage and he's going to. No. He did this for 45 minutes. And he Wait, he walked, he walked around? He walked whole... around into in the crowd. Oh, okay. And, like, started individually you know, going to different groups of the crowd and poking fun of them and stuff like that. You know, I saw I saw Joe Coy uh, a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. Joe Coy, I think, is a great comic, a great storyteller too. For sure, writes great bits. Um, 
I saw him live and he came out and did crowd work for the first 20 minutes, but then got into some awesome fucking material. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy didn't. This guy just did only that. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I know a few other guys that just, you know, the first time you saw him do crowd, you're like, dude, it's so fucking genius. There was a time when I was younger that I wanted to be a crowd work comic because I thought it was so cool. Right. Like, I thought it was just like, oh man, the guy. And then I saw the guy a couple more times. I realized it was stock. You know, and then like I just developed my own style and and realized what I liked more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later on, and then a couple people who did crowd work themselves told me like, don't do crowd work because they saw me doing it. And that's not why I don't like it, but uh, they're I'm like, why? And they would say, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, I'm really funny and all that stuff. You watch me kill on stage doing crowd work. They're like, but you know. Comedy Central just uh, asked me to do a thirty minute, a thirty minute special. This was a few years ago, and I was like, okay, so what's the big deal? He was like, they asked me to tell them what I'm gonna say, because you know when you do television like Comedy Central or like the Tonight Show, you have to write out what you're gonna say and they have to approve it. Sure. And he goes, I told them I don't know, and they go, what do you mean you don't know? We need to know what you're gonna say. And he was like, I don't know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> At all. Yeah, he goes, so I don't know what I'm going to say. He goes, I, all, I do crowd work. And and he literally could not do the Comedy Central 30-minute special because of it. And I think it is, it takes a lot of skill to be a crowd work comic. It's just not my preference. And uh, it's not, it's not, one, it's, it's not a goal of mine. It used to be when I was younger. Well, it's also stupid for somebody to tell you to not do crowd work because one time they yeah. didn't have any of an act to, yeah. to submit. Yeah. You should have jokes, too. You should have had jokes, too. But that's what they wanted him for. They went to the club and watched him kill, and that's where they they were scouting, and they saw him. And right. They, and then they kept watching him over and over again every night. Bro, you killed every night. But they was like, yeah, but you saw me doing what I do. Yeah. He's like, I got jokes, but I don't think that's what they were after. But then you, I think, I then, then just film him doing that thing. Like, it's not I don't fucking, I don't understand. So, they don't want it. They don't want it. Then why well, they, they just want to, they just want to know, like, if he's going to. It wasn't the same as could, today. If they could, if they could have just given him the parameters of, hey, man, for our network, just don't do any of this stuff. Can you still do what you do and then not do any of this stuff? I'm certain whoever that comedian is mm-hmm. could have obliged. But they, they, that's they the could have just recorded him for an hour and edited out whatever they didn't want. Yeah. They're going to do that anyways. Yeah. That's what made, um, that's what made, and you know the recently deceased louis ck that's what made his um his his fucking comedy central presents so great is because they you do 30 minutes and they yeah. cut you down to 22 he did exactly yeah. 22 minutes and got off the stage so they couldn't edit any of it out right 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 yeah it's funny <laughs> the recently deceased <laughs> so i guess he's about to get resurrected now. <laughs> he's just <laughs> coming up he's doing the virginia beach funny bone if anybody you, wants I, to go see him you can call him a new york comic i guess right i mean he's from boston he's not crowd worky he's not crowd worky at all yeah yeah but i mean i guess he's a new york comic that's pretty much his playground it's his playground where, i mean he's, he's, a, many, many he's a boston guy he's though. a boston guy yeah yeah dude so many great comics came out of boston fucking burr Louis C.K., mm-hmm. Rogan, yep. Dane Cook. Yep. Dennis Unbelievable, Leary. dude. Dennis they Leary. produce a fucking <laughs> bunch of great comics, too, man. But, uh, yeah. Um, 
you're right like that's what they, they should have just fucking recorded the guy like you know like and, and just edited or something like that with the crowd work thing but like today it's just different today you know you get a netflix special and you're like well this is what i do so i want you know this camera on me i want three cameras on the audience put a camera right here put a camera right here so because i'm gonna do crowd work and when i do you guys can go you know what i mean you have something to cut to to the person i was working on like right. there are netflix specials like that now i think it's just a different time now and the network's like Comedy Central and, uh, you know, all the late spot shows, y- y- they were very like, we have to approve what's on our network, you know? Yeah. But that's just be- that's be- all that's all be- because of all the corporate hands in yeah. it. That's why Netflix got so, like, Netflix is just yeah, like, the- let the artist be the artist kind of thing. Well, yeah, that's what it was like. It was the, the HBO, mm. but it was cheaper for everybody else. Yeah. And uh, they had way more money to offer. And then, so then everybody got to do whatever the fuck they wanted to. So larger artists were like, fuck, fuck everything. I can go do whatever I want and they're going to pay me how much money? Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to go do Netflix. I don't give a fuck, you know? Carmen, what shows do you got coming up? What shows do I have coming up? I'll be at the uh, Punchline in Sacramento, May 16th to I 18th. love that club. I do too. Um, Wait, I, I, I talked over your date. Okay. Let's say it one more time. I'll be at the Punchline in Sacramento, May sixteenth to eighteenth. I also have a podcast. If you guys, uh, if you guys liked me complaining about things, <laughs> I have a podcast that is about complaining about things. It's called No Sir, I Don't Like It. It's me and another comic, and we have guests on, and we talk about things that they don't like. Anything from like pet peeves, behavior, uh, pedophilia, who's anything. The other, that people who's the don't other like. comic? Brian Vokey. Oh, okay. You should you should have me on to talk about crowd work. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's a no, sir. I don't like it. Podcast to follow me on all the assorted social media at no at the funny Carmen at no sir pod is the podcast and uh, carmenmorales for all of your Carmen Morales needs. Awesome, that's a cool concept for a podcast, by the way, too. Oh yeah, because then we never run out of comedians and we never run out of things we don't like. So. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the best comedy is complaining it's the opposite about shit. Of the, it's the opposite of the dork forest. Like Jackie Cation has that podcast about something that you absolutely love, and mine is about everything that you don't love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't know that podcast existed. Yeah, everything you love. Well, with things that you love, like yeah. things that you dork out about. You know, like do you like that podcast, or do you don't even know it? I don't really listen to podcasts. Oh, okay. I'm more of a music person as far yeah. as like what I can listen to. Gotcha, yeah. yeah I love music to too, but I actually kind of like podcasts. There's only a handful a that of, I listen to. A lot to. of people do. I've just never been one of those people. Like, yeah. I was never into talk radio. I wasn't like, either. I couldn't. It's um, I can listen to like, um, it's very few and far between, like maybe one podcast a month. Like, I just don't listen to people talk a lot. Wow, one a month, huh? Mm-hmm. I meant like four a week. Yeah, I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I, I was never into talk radio. And I, all I mean, of a sudden, it well, just... that's what I'm saying. It's like I it, and I encourage people to listen yeah. to them because I have one. Yeah. I want people to listen to. Well, it. it's just great. Don't that be like me. There's a, no, yeah, <laughs> th- just... there's a topic for everyone, and you yeah. don't have to be forced to listen to whatever talk radio is on the station. You can just for be like, sure. this is what I like and what mm-hmm. I want to hear about. I think it's fucking awesome. But yeah, and, and then I get sick of it, and I go like fucking music time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but. Uh, <clears throat> but anyway, yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, things that you don't like, I can never get sick, uh, sick of hearing yeah. about that. And make sure you guys go check her out at uh, Punchline Sacramento also. And uh, that's pretty much it, you guys. Don't forget about the the sponsors. The T-shirts are coming soon. Uh, Masterclass, click the link in the description. Don't forget about Snack Nation. Click the link in the description or, or go to snacknation.com forward slash homeschooled. And 
where am I going to be? Oh, April 10th, I'm at the Irvine Improv. April 20th, I'm at the Workaholics house where they filmed Workaholics. Workaholics once a month, they do a comedy show in the backyard. So on 420, I'm there. That should be pretty badass. You can get tickets to that on Airbnb at the Workaholics house. Just search that in Airbnb. And then um, April 30th, I got something coming up in Encino. A cool little theater show. I'll keep you guys posted on that one when I have more details. But you know what? Uh, I, I, my fucking whole month of April was like pretty local. So uh, not really traveling too much in April. But at least I got stuff. Can I complain? We'll get some good podcasts com- coming out. We're coming up on episode 200. We'll do something cool for you guys. And uh, that's pretty much it. I want to thank Kevin Lyons for being here. Aww. You're fucking rad, bro. Thanks, Thanks Kev. You were awesome Aww, today, buddy. Thanks, buddy. And, he didn't um, say much, but that's what I usually do. I just, I'm just here for backup. Nah, he fucking. Mm. That's the most he's talked. No, oh, no, it hasn't. <laughs> just fucking with what you. Are you talking about dickhead? <laughs> nah, bro. I thought you were great today. Oh, thanks. I think you're great every day. <laughs> thanks, man. But it's nice to know that you think I'm just great specifically just today. Yeah, man. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we. I, I thought that you. I thought this you asked. I thought you asked Carmen some great questions. I, I thought we were we were ranting about stuff, and you stopped and went, well, "Hold on a second. Well, what about that?" I thought you were fucking awesome today, bro. Aw, thanks. It's fucking Kevin Lyons Are you guys Day gonna today. Blow each other, Jesus. Uh no. <laughs> we do that secretly but thanks for putting it on black we did that before the podcast (laughs) (laughs) which is why we forgot to smoke weed this is the cuddle talk we're smoking a different pipe yeah why didn't we smoke weed before the i don't know i didn't even offer do you smoke weed Uh, yeah dude yeah i didn't even talked about pot on the podcast i forgot How come we didn't even? We always ask every guest. It was really you were too, too concerned that it smelled weird in here when I you did. came in here. I, I came did. in here, I was ready to go, and you're just like, did you fart in here? I'm like, no, I didn't <laughs> fucking fart in here. All of that happened. It was also extra rude because you have smoking stuff right in front of me. Oh, didn't I'm sorry. You want to smoke right now, man? Well, let's just smoke. Let's see, let's smoke a little that's bowl right. while uh, no, that's whatever. while it's we fine. do the exit music. All right, you guys. <laughs> I want to thank Carmen Morales for coming in and being our guest today. And Thanks I want for to having me. Thank you. Thanks for letting me argue with you. I appreciate it. Come on. What What do you want people to go talk about how great things are? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I want to meet the delusional fuck that think things are great. Yeah, right. All right, you guys. I'm Augustino Zoya. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Homeschool Podcast. We'll see you guys next time.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.